Hey everybody, welcome to the hairdresser and the professor podcast. I'm Diana. I'm a salon owner for the last 25 years. And I'm Elena, a chemistry college professor. We're two women who have never met in person and have connected only through social media. I'm just saying goodbye to my forties. I'm just saying hello to my thirties. I'm from California. I live in Missouri, but I'm originally from Colombia. We are both enjoying our second marriage. We're stepmoms, biological moms, and I'm an adoptive mom. Together, we encompass modern blended motherhood. We both have four-year-olds and teens. We both deal with some anxiety and we both manage it with body movement. We both love to chase down joy and have fun. That's right. We've both gone through dark times when it comes to not being able to accept ourselves or our bodies. We both believe in loving our bodies where they're at today. To sum it up, we're women struggling, striving while navigating this complex and beautiful gift of life. So we're hopping on the mic on Wednesdays to lift you up midweek with vulnerability, honesty, and a dose of mom humor and motivation. Welcome to the hairdresser and professor podcast. It's, it's been a hard week, but I, um, I do have some stuff to share about stress eating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I mean it was a learning experience and I'm, you know, I don't know what to say, Elena. He, you know, I think there's these situations in, in my brain. I, I know that I'm in the right. I know that this person should be supporting his children. I know that for 20 months, he hasn't for 25 more months until she's 18, he should but getting him to get on board with what's actually fair is a whole nother mm-hmm. story. Yeah. So we're kind of going back and forth with that. But so what I was going to say is in my head, I know I'm right, but in my heart, I'm still that person that's terrified of him. You know, I'm very manipulated by our past mm-hmm. and always think that it's going to be, you know, a difficult situation. Cause it always is. So it's a lot of, so I ended up on, on Saturday, I ended up doing over two hours, maybe three hours of mediation. And when I was done with that, I drank a margarita. Then I drank another one. Then I drank another one. Then I said, you know, it sounds really good for dinner to my husband. Who's extremely accommodating, um, birthday cake and ice cream. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, that's what I had for dinner was birthday cake and ice cream from the grocery store. And it was just that kind of that kind of day, but it's interesting how we revert to those old habits of like, I'm going to comfort myself with sugar, you know? Um, and then I look at like all the times, like if my kid gets hurt or my kid is in a place, sometimes I want, I don't do it, but sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe we'll get you a treat. And it's just like, no, don't let her comfort herself with sugar. Cause that's how I was raised myself with sugar. And that's why it's a problem. Well, and, and the thing is that um, I remember realizing once, so our kids, there was a period of time, which we have, one of them was doing football and the other one was just doing band and he was also doing football. And then every week I was like, babe, we're going to get ice cream and like almost four times a week because they're just doing something and that uh that's crazy because then that's yeah. like the culture is that you did an amazing job in this very physically demanding sport let's go eat a bunch of junk food right <laughs> afterwards 
so true. And, and that's what we would do after yeah. all of the football games, after every time, or even as we're doing football game, we're like ordering the pizza and then like having all this food. And, yeah. uh, and it's, it's interesting how, how even like what you said, I was like, I sometimes feel like my daughter is sad and she says herself, but ice cream will help. Uh-huh. And then it's really easy to be like, sure, I'll get you some ice cream, but wait a minute. Yeah. There is that, um, let's try to do something else. And even if she will still get ice cream later on, try right. not to make it immediately as yeah. though that's what helped me feel better is that yeah. I ice cream. I think you're right. I could see it would be way more helpful to be like, okay, the message is like, if something's upsetting you or if something upsetting happened to you, or if there was a, a, a failure disappointment to console yourself with like cuddles or like self-soothing or something mm-hmm. like that. And then a treat is just a treat. It's not a reward. It's not um, filling in the void for something that didn't work out right. It's just a treat and mm-hmm. it happens very occasionally. And that's, that's a hard thing. Cause I got a lot of treats for when things didn't go right. Or for when my, like say my parents, um, you know, and they were, they were great people, but they had misgivings and failings, but that would be like, you know, if there was something that went wrong in the house and they wanted to make us feel better about it would be treats. Something, some treats. Well, the yeah. question would be what it becomes, is it, is it really, is it treat the problem? Because honestly, I actually think that it is not like you can still have your treat what is what becomes the the issue I or if you could even I don't even know if I'll call it an issue it's when we do not take the time to break down and digest the emotions does that make sense like it's like when you just want to numb you just want to numb it so you're just like like I don't even want to think about it I'm just gonna eat but if you are thinking about it I've I've noticed myself like I cannot uh, divert my emotional eating just by saying I shouldn't have a treat. Mm-hmm. The only way I take control over emotional eating is literally dealing with the emotions. What was the trigger? Why did this bother me so much? And why do I feel like I have no control? Do I really not have control? Then I take just a little bit of a step back. And then as soon as I do that, it's like my willpower is recharged and then I can still enjoy and not feel guilty. Mm-hmm. So I'm not associating the reward with failure because mm-hmm. I think that that's a lot of what happens with emotional eating. It happened to me that as I'm eating the thing that I crave, as I'm eating the thing that my, wa- that my body is wanting, I'm doing so much negative self-talk. I'm doing, I'm like just feeling like I'm, I'm this loser who's just sitting here munching on junk because she's not half his, her life together. Like that's what I would tell myself, right? Yeah. Or I'm hiding in my room because I just and don't that's know probably, how to handle this. Uh, that you know, is, yeah, the, the 700 calories that you get from birthday cake probably isn't so bad. It's the 7,000 calories of negative self-talk of negative that you're feeding yourself. Yeah. And that, that's, and, what's kind of got to go because honestly, there, there, 
are times when we go through stressful things and sometimes it's just going to happen. Um, but I think when we can get our lives to a spot where either we're having less stress in our lives, so mm-hmm. we're not drinking three margaritas and asking for birthday cake for dinner, <laughs> that doesn't happen to me too much anymore. You know, my life, just my life is different or what's the other thing I was going to say. Oh, observing like, okay, I, I, it could have been a lot worse actually, because all throughout the day while I was drinking, of course, you know, I'm buzzed. So my mm-hmm. inhibitions are down a little bit and I'm like, you know what I really want is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So it, everything it's like, it's not like I'm the type of person that's like something made me sad. I'm upset. I have anxiety. I want to go online and shop. Mm-hmm. My thing is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, pretzels and dip you know, that's what comes cake. to mind. Yeah. Right. And so what I did with the peanut butter and jelly sandwich hurdle was I was like, okay, it's three 45 right now. You're upset. You're a little bit buzzed. If at four o'clock, you still really want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich dig in, but I, and I waited to four and I didn't, I didn't have it. Do you need to go? That's I okay. tried to mute myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's me, okay. Go, go, go with daddy. He like and he's, he has this bell, like everybody is just quiet and he's just oh, like, is this a pop? Yes, your puppy. Like oh. he, so he needs to go in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm supposed to have my dog in the garage because he'll come out here in the morning and bark at everyone walking by, but I forgot to. Well, and his necklace, his whatever his color has this dangling thing. You uh-huh. always like a cat. Uh-huh. He's coming because of his he's a he's a pit bull, so he's heavy. Oh pause and then he's dangling thing i'm like you're gonna have this little dangling thing in the back i'm sorry i tried to mute myself so i don't i didn't interrupt you (laughs) no that's okay that's okay so anyway so that's emotional eating i mean i definitely suffer from it and i i wish i could say that i had a handle on it i definitely think i'm better than i used to be i at least now can observe and make the connection okay i'm Mm -hmm. upset I had had a, not, not only that, but like I had mediation on Saturday, super stressful last minute thing that was proposed to me. And I felt like I, if I could find a way to do it without having to go in front of a judge, I would be grateful yes. for it. Um, but also we met Mia's birth father yesterday. So that was Saturday and Sunday. And both, both of the things turned out to be not as bad as I thought they were going to be actually Mia's uh-huh. birth father is great. He's a wonderful person, but I'm like, you, know, you just don't what about know this? what about that you, you know, don't like, know yeah it's so weird like because as a woman that's just sort of how I am but my husband is very like eh, it's just my mm. life we're gonna go through it see how it goes it will or it won't you know he's just more laid back he mine is to like he won't he he won't worry ahead of time yeah he would, he would just if if it's actually needed and um but he has a, a really good way of helping me cope with yeah with that and 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 speaking of which when it comes to emotional eating like i i think the i know the hardest part of taking control over it is to to think that i have to do it on my own like that i have to coach myself or self to or and then sometimes what all I need is to brainstorm with someone and just say, I'm just like, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling. And I think that as we are like manifesting those things through words out of our mind, 
it's another form of releasing. Like you just release it when somebody can just listen to you, go on and on and on about whatever you want to say. And, and I have, I'm very blessed to have a few people in my life that they'll just listen because it doesn't involve them at all whatsoever. So I'm very selective of who I'm talking to. <laughs> like who, who do I need to unload depending on whatever topic it is. If it is a work, I'm okay with doing that with my husband. If it is about my life as a stepmom or my life as uh, and in my married life, I don't do it with my husband, especially the stepmom part of my journey, which I used to because it would put so much pressure on him and he would just feel like, oh, look what I got you into. So I do that with my sister-in-law who loves dearly my, my sons. So she will not create an image based off of what I'm struggling with. Right. If that, that makes sense. Like I wouldn't- a- a second problem. Yes. Yes. So, so then I, I have, I've, uh, as someone who's living in a country that's not hers, (laughs) I've created a little network of like, who do I need to reach out to? And, and, and I would like to welcome whoever is listening that that's something that is so helpful. Like think of people that would just listen to you. And sometimes that helps me unfold and unpack the emotional turmoil, because it's not as easy to identify what made me feel the way I feel. As you talk, there is that release and it gives yeah. you control because at that point- And I can, can imagine control. had I been able to call you on Saturday or had I thought to call a friend that I could talk to and say, this is how I'm feeling, I probably wouldn't have turned to the birthday cake. You know what Maybe. I mean? Yes. Had I thought of that tool, but I think in the moment, a lot of times I don't think of the tool. So maybe I need to write down a list of like, what are my tools when I'm going to have like an emotional binge, which I guess is what I would just call that. And not that I'm like saying that that can never happen, but I would prefer for it not to happen. I don't think it was really good for me. I didn't feel that great after didn't feel great the next day. Well, it's like, I'm telling you, it's, it's a, you're taking the defeat. Like that's, that's what makes the treat become something that is supposed to, this is just these calories. This is a inert thing that has no life, has no emotions, has nothing. It's just a piece of food. And it, take, it takes on to this whole new dimension because of how you're doing it, why you're doing it, and it brings you down. And it, it doesn't even matter how, how well you've done before. It's, it's like this dark hole that is yes. sucking out. And it takes so much work to recover from that energy, like a, like a yeah. Dementor. <laughs> I feel like the words that you just said, how I do it and why I do it really, really clicked with me because it's not ice cream and cake because if how I was doing that was because I'm doing it because it's my daughter's fifth birthday and I'm celebrating and I love this food and it tastes good. And we're having fun, how I'm doing it and why I'm doing it would be for joy and for a good reason. But if I'm doing it because I'm stressed, I'm trying to release an emotion and I'm miserable and I'm scared and all that stuff. It's a whole different, it's almost like a punishment. It is. Or like it you're is. drowning and you're trying to like save yourself in some way. So I think what I'd like to do is like write down some tools and reminders for when I'm in that situation, because it's like a life raft. It really could have helped is. me if I reached out to someone, I think. Well, that's awesome. 
I think yeah. we, we've, we've come to like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in to the Hairdresser and the Professor podcast. Elena and I can be found on Instagram under that same name. And we just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. It means a lot to us to have a vulnerable place to share and tell the truth and find answers from each other and you guys. So please reach out. We'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next Wednesday.